Welcome to the Shitposter.club anime review podcast. I am Dad, your host. With me is Cool Boy Mew. Hey, hey. And Full Metal. What's up? Uh, it's been a great anime season. We watched a bunch of shit. Mew watched like five times as much as both of us combined, but that's why we have this podcast to tell you about the cool new shit that's coming out. The, the list is. Fucking massive, fucking hell. I, th- I think it's bigger than usual, maybe, but... Uh, uh. Yeah, there's quite a lot yeah, of good stuff. Yeah, good there, there's there, there's a lot of stuff I've put, like, in the great tiers, so... Yeah, the yeah. hits just keep coming. Also, for movie night, we finished watching Evangelion, the original 95 series. Oh, the shit posting and chat has been incredible. I've really enjoyed this month. I know neither of you showed up. Full Metal because he watched the series recently, and Mew because he'd rather watch idol shit. Maybe if Shinji was singing and dancing in a dress, he'd be more interested. <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> Uh, we He's also... not feminine enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Evangelion still holds up, even though the animation gets shittier after about episode 10. And of course, the last two episodes are a freaking disaster. <laughs> yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, those episodes—they're fucking unwatchable. You, you, you might, you might as well just, just listen to an audio book at this point. It's, it's not, it's not really animation anymore. Yeah, it's easy to see why Hideaki Anno got so many death threats in the mail at the time. I, yeah, I, I, I've heard that the, the death threats were exaggerated, but uh, whatever. This is not the place to to talk about this. Yeah, we we also watched the Dead Leaves movie. Yeah, l- l- let's talk about Dead Leaves in another episode, maybe. Oh, why not? Be- because we have so much to talk about. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is already going to be a long episode. Yeah, let's so get might as well me- just get into it. Yeah, let's get into Muse list. All okay, right. For- want to start at the bottom? Well, first, there's some Uma Musume thing, like some four-episode thing that is apparently at episode two, but I, I forgot to watch it yet. So I, I'm just starting with this. Otherwise, uh, still ongoing, there's Hirogeru uh, Skypreaker. I'm a little late on this. I'm still not dropping it, but <laughs> let's see if I end up uh, dropping it as usual. There's a Buffy season two that was last season, but it finally ended, so it doesn't count as this season. Was that any good, though? I never bothered to pick up season two. Uh, I think I just watched one episode. Season two is somehow weaker than uh, season one. It's probably because it's... it, it kind of fails. Uh, season one has a really nice balance between random episode 
and then like end game event, random episode, end game event, etc. Yeah, I just remember I watched like the first episode of season two and I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah, I wasn't feeling it either, so I, I, I don't know. I, it ends up being like nice in the end, but it still doesn't feel like season one, and I, I can't explain it further than that. They just can't drag out the joke much longer. I, I don't know. I, I just think that maybe it changed like in, in direction. Or maybe it just got hold, but I don't know. Something changed, and it's not as good. All right, let's continue your list. Uh, uh, Maogakuen no Futeki Gosha. Yeah, Maogakuen, it's, uh, it's still delayed. I, I have no idea if it's continuing this season, but I, I was probably dropping it. I, I don't know. I needed to watch more episodes, but season two started with some sort of massive plot dump that and and everyone was just not fucking feeling it. Yeah, all these bullshit overpowered protagonist stories like Bastard and One Punch Man did the same thing better, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe. I don't know where it's going. Like, season two is not dropped yet. I still need to catch up, but I, I don't know. Like, like everyone was immediately not feeling it. Like, I'm not sure if they're rushing through an arc or something, but it it was just too much at the at this at the same time. And uh, we needed maybe a refresher, and uh, the, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird what shows do and don't get like a refresh episode. Sometimes it's actually warranted. Yeah, but but, but a most lot of times it's not. Yeah, mo most of the one that actually do get this, they it's not it, it's not needed. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like they'll do a recap episode in the middle of like a twelve episode season. Like, yeah, why? but. Yeah, but but when that happens is is because they they have completely fucked over the uh, the production. That's yeah, why it it's happens. A, it's a delay thing. Exactly. But well, then uh, you'll have a show that's on hiatus for like nine years, and they're like, "Nah, let's just get right into it." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, enough about Attack on Titan. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, next is the sequel tiers. There's uh, Eden Zero second season. I've marked it as great so far. And uh, so far, it's been a pretty top tier battle shonen. It, it looks like it's, it's going to be amazing. And it, it might be continuing in the long run. And without fucking filler like Naruto or whatever. I'm yeah. I might have to check this out because it sounds good. I, I initially didn't like have any interest in this show because on the surface level it just looked like fairy tale, and I hate fairy tale. That show sucks dick. <laughs> yeah, I, I have not watched fairy tale. I have heard that it suffers a lot from the power of friendship, but I don't know. I, I'm feeling good yeah, about this. It's one. all that. 
All but right. So the the prospect of a good shonen with no filler sounds enticing, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they keep like releasing new season once in a while, no filler, no no, no fucking Naruto bullshit nightmare. But anyways, uh, the next sequel is Konus Barashi Sekai ni Bakuenuo. Uh, basically, the Megumin uh, uh, spin spinoff. Yeah. So, I only saw one episode of this. Yeah, you... Uh, it's not exactly required because it's a prequel, but uh, uh, Me- Megumin's village is actually uh, first revealed in the Konosuba movie, so you might want to see it before. Yeah. I already saw the movie. Um, I, I, it, it's a decent enough spinoff. But I don't know. I didn't find it as the, funny. The, the movie was as not the, spin the main up. series. The movie was no, no, not no. Spin I'm up. talking about the Megumin. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. The Megumin. Well, well, the movie is a direct like sequel from the show. Well, the the Megumin spinoff. It's it's more. It, it's well. It's it's all Megumin. It's all Megumin and her classmates in the magic school. So uh, if you hate Megumin, you you probably won't like this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know if you're annoyed by the Chinebio character type, you're probably not going to care for this because that's it's all that. Yeah, it's, it's all it's just Chinebio a group of Chinebio. Yeah, it's just a group of Chinebio kids. I know most people consider Megumin to be best girl, but and I can understand that. Like all the characters from Konosuba are entertaining, so I really need to watch this sometime. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, so far it's pretty slice uh, of life. There, there, there's no real plot yet, so uh, it, 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 you can take it as, as as some easy, like watch one episode once in a while kind of thing. How many explosions are there? And uh, not yet because she still haven't learned it. Well, there was the elf lady who did the explosion. But Megumin hasn't learned explosion magic yet. She's like just starting wizard school. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, the next sequel this season is Tokyo Mew Mew New Season 2. It's more Tokyo Mew Mew, so uh, not much about this yet. I I think I only... uh, I'm late on it. I only saw like one episode. So anyways, let's move on to... Oh yeah, Tokyo Mew Mew have put it in the good tier and uh, the Megumin spin-off in the great tier so far. So something in the possible anime of the season tier is Birdie Wing Golf Girl Story Season 2. I watched a few episodes of the first season. I thought it was okay, but I didn't understand why you put ranked it so highly. I don't know. Like, I what, what... love it. Freaking great so far. What do you like about it so much? I don't know. Just, just so exciting for 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 fucking golf anime. That that's a rare sport, and I especially in the beginning of season one, I I loved like all the betting shit, and uh, it was also pretty high quality. So I think it uh, it deserves a spot. Huh. Have you ever seen one out? Nope. 
It's it's an anime about gambling about baseball, but there's no cute girls in it. Boo. So it didn't go anywhere. No, it had a niche following, but now if you want a gambling series, just watch Kaiji. Anyway, yeah, that's pretty much the go-to. Next sequel is Doctor Stone season three. It's more Doctor Doctor Stone. That's oh, so good. It, it's as great as ever. I've put it. Yeah, and the great tears so far. Obviously, the tears air cool. They could change anytime. They could go into the shitter. Or they could go like up to anime of the season. Who the fuck knows what will happen? But so far, it's great. I love it. It's I know what'll happen because I read the manga. Fuck you, no spoilers. No spoiler. Everybody dies. <laughs> but but anyways, the, the next sequel is Osama Ranking Season 2. I've automatically put it in the anime of the season there because well, it's one anime of the year. What would you think? However, so far, the plot has won down. And uh, we have, like, random, unconnected episode. And it's still not going to... Um, uh, it's not hinting at a plot yet. So I, I, I don't think it might be anime of the season this... Uh, yeah, I... I think people are going to be a lot less charitable to this season. And uh, it really feels like it's kind of come to a, to be like a, a standard adventure sort of show. Yeah. Exactly. As to where like the first season felt like this really big narrative. There was all these twists and turns and like, like crazy shit was happening. Yeah, and but now you... it's just like, here's a deaf boy and his best friend, like practicing swordplay. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, but but it, it kind of set up some possible future stuff. However, it did. The, the, I just wonder the, if that's going to pay off. Yeah, exactly. The, the last season has basically closed a lot of plot points and character arc, and they basically have to start again from zero. So now we have the winding down period. And the question is, are we going to get something this season? Or are we just going to get like basically the beginning of an arc? And then that's about it. So I, I think it might fall from anime of the season. Yeah, the two episodes they've shown so far, they're good, but there's... There's no real overarching story going on yet. That might yeah. change in the future. This one I have not read the manga for, it, so I'm going to be just as surprised as you two whenever stuff starts happening. It almost feels a little bit like they did the series backwards. Like they did all like the cool like final boss type shit in season one, and now season two is just the fuck around gang. Well, like I say, the the we just finished a massive arc and usually when that happened you have the wind down period you you have like a bunch of random chapters and then oh it, it's going to eventually start into an arc the question is when and if this season will actually like reach there or is it just going to be like random episodes for now right i'm still going to watch it because even the generic adventures of Boji, the deaf kid, are still pretty entertaining. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like as if it, as if it's terrible so far. Yeah, it's it just that, of course, a bit disappointing after how awesome uh, yeah. the other season was. Yeah, so. the first season was this fantastic, dare I say, epic storyline that was self-contained in one season. And we did a whole episode on it. It was freaking great. Go watch it. And of course, there's always the possibility that the manga has blew its load and it's never going to be good again. But at least yeah. season one was golden. So th there's always that. At, at least season one will always be the anime of the year that year. So, In your opinion, yes. Yes, in my opinion. <laughs> Which counts for a lot in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I won't take that away from you. All right, so uh, enough about that. Let's start about the actual shows. Now we have the OK tier. Like, I'm thinking of, of dropping some of these because I have too much on my plate again. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'm looking over your list and look, like I I watched I watched the ones you ranked highly, but uh, we'll get to those soon. All right, so first we have Megami no Cafe Terrace, also known as uh, the Cafe Terrace and its goddesses. Can you read the snaps of that? After inheriting his late grandfather's failing cafe, Hayato sees it as a bother and plans to sell it for a quick buck until he discovers five beautiful girls staying there. When they beg him to keep the cafe open, Hayato reluctantly gives in. Can he manage the seaside shop while learning to live with these unruly women? Actually, the, the synopsis is more or less everything you need to know about this. So, the generic... <laughs> Harem wish fulfillment bullshit. Yeah, kinda, and, and with some slight etchy. Uh, th there is some uh, small light beams, and apparently it might not be uncensored in the Blu-ray because the manga is also like this. So no, no nipples for you. So maybe just wait till it's finished and get the Blu-ray release out, then you can see all the titties. No, no uh, like I say, the manga is actually like this, so it's possible that the Blu-ray uh, won't even be like uncensored like this. Gay. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and it it, it just kind of okay compared to everything else this season. It 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 just like barely passes. I feel like it's not very special. Yeah, if you want to entice me with softcore anime porn, you you really have to go above the bar to stand out from all the rest because there's so much of that shit yeah and, and even the etchy is just a bit like it's very occasional and it's not really amazing L like a bunch of panties are in there and that's yeah panty it. shots are kind of so like 2004 we're kind of <laughs> past that era yeah it's like we, we we've seen we've seen more and I think that we want more out of an edgy, uh, edgy anime. 
Yeah, well, Harem in the Labyrinth like kind of fucking ruined the whole genre <laughs> for everybody. That that, that was basically that shit was like thought. fucking insane. Yeah, I was like, oh <laughs> yeah. shit, love that shit. Like hentai plus JRPG autism. It's all the things I love. All right. So anyway, next on the list, Kawaii Sugi Crisis. Kawaii Crisis. Let, sorry, let, let me pull it up. English title is Too Cute Crisis. Perfect. So, all right. So, uh, invading alien Lisa Luna wants nothing more than to destroy planet Earth. After, after she gets in a little sightseeing first. But her travels soon take her into a cat cafe where the furry felines uh, inside invade her heart just as surely as Lisa invaded her. <laughs> this synopsis is not good. Destroying the world won't be so easy now that she's discovered the joys of kitty cat. So, so, so basically, we have a bunch of aliens that just goes around and uh, survey planets or, or something uh, to see if they're dangerous, if the people on it deserve to live or whatever the fuck. And I think also to discover new cute creatures. A and then she comes to, well, to this planet, and then she discover that all of the pets, all of the animals are really garm cute. And then she, she basically kind of freaked the fuck out. And this is the show. This doesn't seem much so far, but this is this is like this is not terribly animated either. However, it still looks good despite that. But I've been thinking of maybe dropping it, but I just can't get myself to drop it. I just kind of like it, like it enough. It's just dumb enough to work. So it's a series about Beerus from Dragon Ball Super? Or maybe Invader Zim? Uh, no, not, not really. I, I, I mean, these two are actually... So, well, maybe less so Zim, are actually somewhat threatening. But, but her, like the main girl you see in the poster, she, she, she just sees a cat and she freaks the fuck out. But because it's so fucking cute. So that that doesn't make her seem very threatening, and making her threatening is not the point of the show. It, it, it's basically just her, just her going around and uh, d discovering cute pets. So it's just about someone who wanted to draw cute kitty cats, more, and, more or less. And that's the whole thing. Yeah, more or less, and I I, I kind of like it. It's, it's just dumb enough to be fun. So so that that's why I cannot get myself to drop it yet. No, you're not selling me on this. Yeah, that that that's why I put I put it in the in the okay tier because I know I I know that it, it's not a like I can't sell this. This is not terribly great, but I can't get myself to drop it either. It's just one of those shows, you know. Yeah, I feel you. Just, just like the the the, the Miss Kuroitsu one, like the 
the Tokusatsu villain one. Uh, it was not very good, but I still couldn't drop it. It's one of these. But anyways, moving on to World Die Star. If it's uh, if it wants to load, alright, I just opened another tab. Uh, theater has taken the entire world by storm in the 28th century, and teenager Kokuna Otori came to take the big stage. Performers who shine the brightest are called die stars, and for Kokuna, her first steps into stardom is auditioning for the prominent theater troupe, Sirius. As she cultivates her unique sense for the stage, a story of passion and aspiration unfolds in, in this super theater age. So basically, uh, what the synopsis fails to tell you is that her unique sense is actually some sort of, of weird uh, theater superpower. Which every girl in the poster you see as one. However, the, the theater superpower for our main character might might uh, uh, be ultimately be revealed to be kind of weird. Because th there's something strange going on, and I don't know if I should uh, spoil it. Yeah, go for it. Okay, Make this so, series stand out. Okay, so basically the blue-haired girl, Shizuka, she's always with the protagonist. But like always there's there was something strange about it in episode one but nothing much more than that nothing more than speculation however in episode two obviously kokana uh she passed the audition but the girl shizuka she she's still with her she, she, she's with her in the dorm She's with her during the audition, during the plays, during like everything, and nobody has commented on her. Nobody has talked to to Shizuka. So what I think it is is that Kokona uh, theater sense is Shizuka, because and 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 episode three suddenly there there was uh, uh, some problem going on in the live play. And then Shizuka comes out of nowhere to save the day. And, and then the other character uh, comments, wait, uh, we, we didn't hire this girl. So this is what got me to keep watching. So far, it seems somewhat of a weaker... Uh, um, well, what was it? You know the other theater one? Uh, review Starlight. Yeah, but this kind of weird plot point has has me interested. Uh, however, I, I I was interested in episode one because when the character get like in the, in the theater mode, it it was kind of interesting. Like I I kind of liked how the how the character personalities really seem to change. Also, the animation seems to get the crisper uh, during those. So it's not a complete loss, but I don't know. So is there some magic body swap thing going on or what? No, no. Uh, Sh Shizuka 
she um, I I think she might be an imaginary friend or a dead friend and 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 Kokona's sense is her dead friend or whatever because this is not explained so far this this was supposed to be a reveal however it, it was kind of obviously weird in episode 2 on how no character will actually comment on, on Shizuka being there but anyways yeah I've seen that twist so many other places already yeah unless a later episode has something amazing i'm just gonna skip this yeah this is why this is then the okay tier so we have finished with the okay tier now we have in the the, the good tier it's some decent stuff but not all that much not like like, like, like nothing crazy uh, starting with dead mount dead play that is actually a reverse isekai and it seems like a part two is already announced somehow. October, yeah, it's it's a split season. So reverse isekai, meaning magical fantasy creatures come to Earth? Exactly. So as a legendary hero nears victory against a necromancer known as the Corpse God, things take an unexpected turn with the Dark Sorcerer's final gambit, reincarnation magic. This last-ditch effort catches the brave fighter of guard, and now uh, is a boy named Polka Shino, Shinoyama and a whole new world. The showdown be between good and evil just got epic. I, I am going to spoil the... the um, the episode one reveal uh, actually it's not the hero that um that's reincarnated it's the dark god yeah so it's so, a necromancer in modern day japan yeah exactly so is this like a more serious version of the devil is a part-timer uh, kind of somewhat yes oh you watched this right yeah i did uh, what did you think about it? It, it? I thought it was decent. I think it's yeah. I think you were right to put it in the uh, the the good tier. Good tier. It's yeah. it's not yeah. I don't know what to think of it quite yet. It's it's interesting, but I don't. It hasn't really shown me enough to where I'm. Oh, this is awesome! But it it did do some shit where I'm like, okay, that's kind of interesting. I want to see where this goes. Yeah, basically the, the necromancer uh, he reincarnates as someone who just got assassinated. And then he ends up uh, being in this assassin organization. And let's see where it goes from there. Because I have no idea. Like, this is still a bit too early. We have, what, uh, two or three episodes, I think? Yeah, three episodes three. out. It's only three episodes. And we already have, like, two seasons confirmed. So, yeah, this is... I don't, I don't know what thing of it yet. It seems good, but we need more. Yeah, yeah maybe exactly. the manga, maybe the manga was a bigger hit than I thought because I've never heard of this before. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting, but also I, it kind of has this sort of edge lord tone to it. But then it'll do like a total whiplash, and it'll just be like really goofy the next second. Yeah, yeah, exactly because it seems serious with all these assassins, but but then like. The 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 well the boy Popolka is just like chilling out with this crazy girl who's now a zombie and yeah I kind of like the girl she, she's fucking nuts and she's cute 
Yeah. But yeah, we need more, and that that's about it. Anything more to say for now? Uh, not really. There's not too much to say about it right now. It's interesting, but there's I'm not sure how it's gonna go. This could either be really shit or pretty entertaining. Exactly, depending it's on the... how it's yeah, it's really one of those up in the air kind of shows. So th- this is why this is in the good tier for now. Yeah, but 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 I say th- there's a second course course already announced, so uh, we're here for the long run. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> All right, so next it's something uh, recommended by Mudball because it's really weird. The marginal service. After being fired from his detective job, Brian receives a strange letter. He heads to the address written on the envelope and finds himself among the marginal service. This motley crew of fearless men and women and a squirrel are tasked with hunting down aliens, and Brian just became their newest member. This was kind of weird because it starts kind of uh, like a serious... uh, a cop, uh, well, a cop buddy anime, except that his buddy just got shot in the first few seconds. And then the first episode ends with all the other characters wearing this kind of of Sentai construction uh, outfit and then gunning down an alien with uh, some super weapon. So I, I... this is weird. So so it starts like serious and it's somewhat disappointing because the, the serious kind of seemed good as it was. But then the show is a bit more goofy. Yeah, from the premise, this sounds like a wackier version of Gantz. Yeah, th- th- this is somewhat uh, goofy. I, 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 I cool call it some some sort of like very chill uh, men men in black if it was more of a goofy uh, cub buddy show or something like that so like the men in black cartoon show uh yes but even less serious maybe even less serious and uh, so far they haven't really went into like big alien technology and shit so this is why it's only uh, good. I enjoy the goofiness of it, but like w- with uh, with some sort of like alien alien yokai and shit, it could be uh, slightly crazier. And it's not based on anything. It's an anime original, so we'll have to wait and see. I should watch this. Yeah, at least you'll have this much, is that it's going to be like a complete work at the very least. Yeah. So I don't know what to think of it yet, but I I, I enjoy goofy shit like this, and it's been at least decent for that. Okay, Uh, shall we move on to the actual really good stuff? Yeah, the great tears. So, uh, there's a lot this season. There's really a lot so far that seems to be 
pretty fucking good. There's a few that also uh, got up there at the last minute because they turned. They turned pretty good, I think. So uh, let's start with a weird one. Tengoku Daimaku. I'm uh, freaking loving this one so far. Uh, how many episodes have you watched? Four. I have watched four too, so can you read this synopsis then? In the year 2024, the world has collapsed. Grotesque monsters lurk amongst the ruins of Japan, while remaining people scrape together what they can to survive. Kiruko, an odd job girl, and Nakano accepts a mysterious woman's dying wish to take a boy named Maru to a place called Heaven. That doesn't tell you much, but... Uh, yeah, I, I found that this is similar to uh, Shinsekai Yori and the Promised Neverland, where you have a bunch of kids raised in this mysterious, sterile environment, and you know, and you can tell things are more like uh, sinister, more malicious than they appear at first, and shit rapidly gets out of hand. Yeah, the, the world really collapse and then there, there's these weird fucking um, monsters going around and then there's a second set of kids that seems to be like in a in a closed off environment and i i don't know what 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 to think of it of this yet but it's been great yeah it's just really fascinating but i don't know how you can even describe it yeah it's it's, it's really hard to talk about because this this is weird Really, yeah, there's so many weird. things going on, and it's so confusing, and not a lot has been explained yet. It's mysterious, that, that that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely got a, a hard mystery vibe. Yeah, I love that shit. So, I, I've only seen four episodes, but I'm really enjoying it. So, everyone agrees then. Uh, so this isn't yeah, a great, really good. this isn't a great tier. It could maybe upgrade to the anime of the season there, but who knows. Yeah, we'll yeah, see where see it goes. That. Yeah, if the end reveal is like really gay and retarded, like, yeah, but hopefully it sticks. Uh, it sticks to its guns and it's uh, really solid because it seems like it's a really interesting premise. All right, so next we have uh, Kimiwa Okago Insomnia, also known as Insomniaca After School. So, uh, Genta Nakami is a high schooler who suffers from insomnia. One day, he meets Isaki Magari, a girl with the same condition. A strange but special relationship forms as they share a secret and catch up on their sleep and their school abandoned observatory. This is chill as fuck this is some sort of uh, yeah. slice of life and uh, an interesting tag that I, I don't see people talk about this this word uh, often and Iyashike it primarily aim uh, prim primary aim is to heal the audience through serene uh, depiction of characters daily life and yeah this is really this describes the show well. It does not seem to be a romance show, however. Yeah, I mean, some romance might develop out of it, but that doesn't really seem to be the main focus. 
it, it, it seemed that that even the tags in the manga doesn't put like ramen. Oh no no never mind. Uh, apparently it, that's it does. That, that's included in the heterosexual tag. No, at least it's not fucking gay. <laughs> Wait till we get to a later one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but yeah, you, uh, you watch yeah, this? No. It, it there's so much slice of life comfy shit that like, it's something's really gotta stand out for me to give a shit about it. This, yeah, uh, yeah, I, but the the I, ones this season are really fucking special. I, yeah, think. I know there are a million. I'll be the first to shit on Slice of Life too, but this one's actually not bad. It's not quite on the level as a uh, Call of the Night, but it's it's kind of it feels a little bit reminiscent of it. Yeah, pe- pe- people have been uh, comparing it uh, to Call of the Night a lot because, especially, I think uh, first or second episode, you have your characters suffering from insomnia who just kind of fucks around in the city in the middle of the night. And and man, the, 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 this is a special kind of chill. Uh, compared to Call of the Night, which uh, was very monogatari talkish, uh, this is a bit less like this, I think. This is Yeah, this is more relaxed. Yeah, I know there are millions of Japanese people whose lives are so stressful. They love watching this stuff to kind of wind down, but uh, I'm the opposite. I want action, strife, conflict, and death. Not, 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 a, yeah. not enough gun for, for that. Which is why you constantly go on about Berserk, because that's all that Berserk is. Yeah, pretty much. It's just suffering the manga. Yeah, there's moments of levity, but yeah... It... <laughs> It's about not for long overcoming suffering. But yeah, uh, I like this anime. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Maybe uh, I relate to it more than most people because I also have insomnia. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, with my ADG, I have I have little problem with with sleeping. Thankfully, because. And not not being able to sleep because sometimes it happens if I go to bed like way way too early and it's fucking hell. <laughs> it's uh, fucking hell. How does this compare to Super Cub, which is also about screwing around at night? Uh, Super Cub. Did they screw around a lot at night? Yeah, that's well, the one well, about the girl who gets a motorized scooter and drives it around at night. Yeah, yeah, that that girl was chill. It's it's different. I it's different enough not to compare them, because Super Cub was really a a, a rare like pure slice of life. It's uh, it. I I can't compare it to anything because Super Cub was really fucking unique. I think. All right, I'm going to add this one to my planning to watch list. I might enjoy it. Nice, nice. So anything else to say for Metal? No, not really. It's just a very chill slice of life. But it's it's interesting enough that it's kept my attention. All right. It's pretty rare for slice of life these days. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I talk about but... that, 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 that candy one. You know that 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 uh, uh, traditional uh, Japanese sweets one that I watched yeah. like a, a few seasons ago that it did not hold my interest. Well, the slice of life this season 
are on a whole fucking other level. The the, the the other one did not hold my interest, but these these are fucking amazing so far. They're like fucking high quality. I, I think they realize the the standard formula is not really like keeping people uh, very well. Uh, Maybe the, the problem or... with slice of life is that like it's not enough of an escape for a lot of people, and slice of life was really uh, popular. Like when anime was first coming out to the West, because just getting like a glimpse into Japanese culture in and of itself was interesting. But now it's so mainstream, it's not really that interesting. I don't know. I I think we just hit the 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 manga and probably the direction jackpot this season. Maybe that's probably true. Because, as I've said, Surfing USA were, uh, from Pulse were recommending these, and they were pretty much saying that, that they were, like, pretty top tier. So, yeah. But, yeah. A- anyways, let's move on to Kaminaki Sekai no Kamisama Katsudo, also known as... Uh, Kamikatsu, working for God in a godless world. Alright, yeah, I was checking this. Thank you. (laughs) So, alright, so, uh, as heir to a cult leader, Yukito centers his life around the mysterious goddess Mitama, but everything changes after he's killed during a ritual gone wrong. To, to his surprise, Yukito is reborn into a world with no concept of God. And in this world, life and death are decided by the imperial state. As Yukito fights to protect his new village, someone from his past life uh, lends a helping hand. N- not a very good synopsis. I, I mean, no. it's, kind, it's kind of a reveal at the end of episode one. And I, I'm just going to give it to you. Uh, the someone from his past life is that uh, uh, said goddess c- c- came uh, with him in this world. And now he has to uh, gather followers. Yeah, they don't really explain the whole as an heir to the cult leader part very well in this. His dad starts some like weirdo religion in Japan, which I guess is really common for people to just start random religions there. Uh <laughs> They're just a bunch of like weird hairless muscle guys, and then he kills his son in a in a ritualistic sacrifice <laughs> to their goddess, and he's like, "Fuck this shit is gay and retarded." And then it turns out the goddess is actually real. Yeah, exactly. That 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 that's probably a better synopsis. But yeah, so far, so far this is fucking hilarious. This is really goddamn funny, and. Uh, uh, episode one left a pretty good uh, impression uh, because I, I I came in this blind and then it kept doing these funny fakes out and it, it I, I loved it I, I love it I, so far I don't know how to feel about this one it kind of seemed all over the place for me like it would be kind of funny but then it it would just veer into like. It would be so stupid that it's funny, and then it would veer into just being stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. animation on this is dog shit. Yeah, like, you it think... kind of lends to the comedy and, and some parts, like that CGI monster, you know the one. Yeah, that yeah, thing yeah, is I, fucking hilarious. I, I, it's so I, I, goddamn I, ugly. 
I don't know what the fuck is up with the CGI creature, but the CGI in this is really fucking bad, uh, which is kind of weird because there's bouts of really decent to good animation. It's so kind I, of all over the place. Yeah, a bit, but I wouldn't call call this like low quality, except for the 3D CG. Because the 3D CG feel really fucking out of place. And I, I don't know what they were thinking. I, I would say it was done on the lower budget. I think it kind of shows. And not just in like the animation, but also in some of the shots. Like yeah, you'll just yeah. have like characters standing there, not really like moving. Yeah, I think for that's like true. prolonged periods, like full on paragraphs, and they just like like you ever play like a dating sim and the character is just standing in one position for like a whole fucking paragraph? Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, what but, some of the shots look like. Yeah, but then there's other shot that 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 moves pretty nicely. Uh, yeah, and, I think uh, they're being very. I think they had a lower budget and they're being very selective with it. Yeah, yeah, maybe we have a director that knows how to use his budget. I, I didn't want like, to name yeah, I think to name it. Maxing. I, I didn't want to to name it yet because um, I, I didn't want to really shit on the uh, on this show's budget too much because uh, Yusha Geshinda is actually working on an even lower budget. Oh boy! But another yeah, thing so... that I didn't see anyone mention about this, and maybe I just like somehow. This just happened to me. But I swear to God, it felt like I was watching this at 1.5 speed at some parts. I literally had to check the player like several times. Like, am I did I accidentally speed it up? Because sometimes they'll it'll just move really fast and they'll talk really fast. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. They, they, this is kind of like a, a, a Zany comedy where it just like Yeah, I didn't know if that was like a joke or if like because it just felt like they put it on 1.5 and I was like, huh? I, I don't remember. I don't remember when. I just don't remember the, that part. The latter half of like episode three and like probably two. I don't remember exactly, but it's noticeable. I, I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. But but yes, so far I find this hilarious. This might be a bit all over the place, but it's it's great seeing the the main character being like kind of like an asshole to trying to to get the followers at any cost because the goddess need to regain her power to protect the village so i i think it's great so far who knows maybe it can maybe it will be a fucking disaster later on maybe it'll just get boring but so far i think it's great All right, fair enough. All right, so next in the list is Watashi no Yuri wa Oshigoto des, also known as Yuri is my job. All right, so worried about her reputation, Ime covers shift for a cafe manager she accidentally injures to maintain her picture-perfect princess image. But this cafe has a peculiar theme private school that, that that's not a good description of it but i'll go on this is why i just make up my own descriptions for a lot of these shows because the ones they write down are fucking stupid yeah but, they mostly come from crunchy rule and those 
Those are freaking terrible. Yeah, they're paying someone like a nickel an hour to fucking come up with these descriptions. So. That, that basically, the, the theme is not just private school. It's Yuri private school. Uh, think of something like Strawberry Panic, where you have something like a, like of a Western like. Um, a Catholic school, and then the, there's a Yuri. The well, the the work is Yuri. That this is what they're actually playing in the cafe. So to to put on her best barista school girl act, she'll be trained by the most graceful girl there, Mitsuki. Under her guidance, Ime's feeling starts to brew, but there's just one problem mitsuki can't stand her so all right so so, so basically this is a cafe where the, the girls uh pretend to be like uh to be yuri characters and they just kind of enact some kind of play in front of the customers and it's pretty great so, so far they no. pretend to be lesbians so, is so that... they're, they're gay for pay it's kind of hard to say because Yuri is actually like a very fucking broad term maybe this is why they didn't want to put it but uh, they, they act like characters from these kind of work like oh, uh, oh Onesama Akshara you, 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 you have to see it to understand yeah, you have to see it. I think Maybe. I understand. Why would someone go to a maid cafe and get lectured by some annoying anime lesbian? No, like, they, you I, say I, that like that wouldn't happen. Like, come they're, on. They're, yeah, they're, you're right. They're not being lectured. The, the point is to see the characters uh, interact with each other. That, that, that's the that's the point. You're of paying to see like cafe girls like molest each other. No, not not molest each other. It's it, it's kind of like the the classic Yuri thing. I'm not gonna lie. I saw Yuri in the title and decided to skip this shit. Yeah, the the, the ones familiar with the genre I'm talking about will know exactly what I mean. But for everyone else, they, they they'll need to watch an episode to understand. But anyways, if none of you have watched this, let's just move on. Alright, next is Mashal. This one can, I did watch. Can you read the synopsis, Dad? This is a world of magic. This is a world in which magic is casually used by everyone. In a deep, dark forest in this world of magic, there is a boy who is single-mindedly working out. His name is Mash Burndead, and he has a secret. He can't use magic. All he wanted was to live a quiet life with his family, but people suddenly started trying to kill him one day, and he somehow finds himself enrolled in magic school. There, he sets his sights on becoming a divine visionary, the elite of the elite. Will his ripped muscles work against the best and brightest of the wizarding world? The curtain rises on this off-kilter magical fantasy in which the power of being Jack crushes any spell. The... What the it's synopsis... not a great description, but what, what, what you kind of the... get it. Yeah, kind of get it, but what the synopsis is missing is that um, uh, the people uh, who came to kill him, because as explained in the show, uh, uh, people born without magic are just kind of killed. 
they, they, they made a deal with them and uh, he gets to be enrolled in the school or at least try to be enrolled in the school because he had to pass the exam like everyone else and then actually try to become a, a divine visionary. It's that or he dies. So this is a comedy about a guy who put all of his stats into strength, but he's going into magic school yeah. where they value intelligence, and he has to bullshit I, his way through it. I unga, therefore I boonga. That's basically the premise of the show. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, the jokes are repetitive, yet it's uh, so far it's still fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah th this was like, legit it, pretty funny. It's like it's like reminiscent of like One Punch Man slash Mob Psycho, but like in Harry Potter. If that yeah, exactly. makes any sense, yeah, exactly. well, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, I know Harry Potter did not invent the magical school trope that's existed since at least the nineteen sixties. But yeah, yeah, it's the most as popular a, example. As broom riding competitions and shit like this it is definitely yeah, sure inspired or whatever it's called. Yeah, in Harry Potter. that's one came from Harry Potter for sure. Yeah, but, but I like yeah, these it's, fish it's out of water that. stories. But yeah, he, yeah. He, he basically solves everything with strength. There, there was even like <laughs> yeah. a, an exam on paper where the, the words were magically uh, just moving. He, 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 what did he do? He just, he just threatened the them. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah threatened. He, he broke his pen and like threatened the paper itself <laughs> and then it fixed like, itself. I, I'll beat the shit out of you words unless you organize the way I want. <laughs> He's a literal fucking grug man. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it's great. That, that, it's that, kind of interesting. He's he yeah. just like he just like juggling massive weights uh, easily. Yeah, he, he's really he's just, fucking strong. He's just squatting like ten thousand pound dumbbells, like whatever, <laughs> like 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 it's fucking nothing. But yeah, yeah, he's just like he's got full retard strength. <laughs> and th that's something that also doesn't mention. Mashal is a fucking idiot. <laughs> Oh like, yeah, he's, he's literally he's... a simple-minded like cave beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is a simple thing. Yeah, he's always put into these situations where, like, he does something stupid, but he accidentally lucks his way into success. Exactly. Yeah, he fails upward, and that's what makes it funny. <laughs> and for also... some reason, he has an obsession with cream puffs. Yeah, so much that the uh, the ending song is about that. Yeah. He yeah, really he, likes his he, desserts. You think a weightlifter would be obsessed with like chicken breasts yeah. and broccoli? Well, I, I mean, the, the the protein thing is overdone. We we are we already have yeah. the the muscle dude from the marginal service uh, constantly talking about that. So the whole time I was just like singing the the dumbbell song in my head. <laughs> Only guy muscle. Yeah, fucking great song. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is fucking funny so far. Uh, let's see where it goes. L let's see if it becomes boring. L let's see if it, uh, if it stays great. Apparently, this ends up becoming a, a more normal battle shonen, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been hearing about the manga for several years, but I've never got around to it. But, but this yeah, anime same. is good. I also like that Mash pulled a you know, a Tao Pai Pai from Dragon Ball where he throws objects <laughs> yeah. into the air and then jumps on them. 
<laughs> yeah, to pass his broom exam, he just threw it and then jumped on it. And it's like, I was straight at, like, that's just Dragon Ball shit. That's fucking great. That's so everyone loved it. Just watch it. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah, good shit. All right, right so next no, is Rokudo no Onatachi. Also known as Rokudo's Bad Girl. So Rokudo's miserable days of being picked on have taken a major turn with a new ability that's made him the target of every delinquent's girl affection. The source, a mysterious scroll from his late grandfather, an unusual inheritance to say the least. Now he's He's in a romantic panic full of nonstop madness with every bad girl he comes in contact with. Will he ever catch a break? And this does the job, I suppose. It, yeah, good enough. Yeah, so basically he got a magical scroll that cursed him uh, to make every like evil bitch he comes across instantly get wet for him. <laughs> and it's freaking great. I'm enjoying yeah, this. Yeah, and it's it, funny. It's somehow great so far. Also, the manga is completely finished, and it's 233 chapters. So I don't know what's going on. It doesn't have an amazing budget, but it's it seems adequate. Also, uh, I, I like that it somehow looks old school. The the character design there's was, something old yeah. school about it. I I was surprised when I checked when the manga came out, and it was like 2016 or whatever. I was like, wow, this feels a lot older than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but I mean I mean the subject matter is pretty old. The the, the main yeah. Yeah. The, the main like delinquent and shit. Uh, like that's Rihanna. not really like a thing anymore. Yeah, that, that stuff was popular in the eighties and nineties. You don't yeah, see exactly. it much anymore. They still kinda had delinquents or they had it in like recent memory of like usually it's reminiscent of nineteen sixties Japan, like the delinquent culture. But that's kind of gone now. Yeah, I, I once talked to a Japanese chef who was giving me his life story. <laughs> and he's, he, he said he was in a motorcycle gang in the 60s. Yeah, nice. I bet he had a pompadour too. Probably. Yeah, well, I was about to ask if you asked him if he had a pompadour. Uh, no, he just said he had a criminal record, so he decided to move to the States. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't really care so much here. <laughs> it's probably small time compared to a lot yeah. of people. Oh yeah, Japan, you can ruin your life by like stealing a fucking candy bar. Here, people <laughs> are like, like, ah, who gives a shit? Yeah, but this guy lives in an anime school where everyone is a badass who loves fighting. Yeah, yeah he yeah. lives in a delinquent like town. Everyone yeah. in town is just a fucking asshole. Yeah, like everyone is in his freaking class is a delinquent. I commented on this, like, I took a screenshot. Absolutely everyone. Well, except for him and his two loser friends. Yeah, they're the only ones that aren't. One of them is great. The one who looks like a Vietnamese communist, but he's actually a pathetic coward. Yeah, yeah well, I was like, well, what, what the fuck communist. was up with that design? I don't know, but it got a laugh out of me. Yeah, I didn't get that either, but I like it. Yeah, it's, it, it, I, I think it's great. It's really fun. Uh, I've enjoyed all episodes. 
and uh, hopefully we get all of it animated. I, I mean, I, I mean, this is not terribly high budget, but it seems just fine for this. So yeah, that, it looks all right. That might might means uh, really good things, and uh, also I wanted to say. Yeah, usually it's, it's these kind of show that are just like not terribly high budget that ends up having the anime sequels uh, randomly, and also, oh fuck, it keeps it keeps slipping my mind every time I get something. Uh, what whatever. Yeah, but with two hundred and thirty chapters of manga, that's probably another two seasons they could do. Yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully we get all of it and made it. I, I hope. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really enjoying this. It it's kind of a it, stupid premise, but it makes for good comedy. I think this came out at a bad time. I think if it waited like maybe for another season, there was a lot less shit coming out. Yeah, because I'm it. seeing a lot of people overlooking this, which is a shame because it's actually pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. I I know what I wanted to say. Uh, I feel like even if the main character is kind of a loser, yeah, he already has more backbone than the the fucking loser and uh, Tokyo. Uh, oh, you're just to- gonna talk shit about Tokyo Revengers again? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I fucking hate Tokyo Revenger. Well, what, what dog shit? I, I can't believe it's popular. <laughs> Uh, lo- well, you lo- got under- there's a whole new generation of anime watchers, and they're all faggots. So, <laughs> yeah, this anime will teach them to <laughs> that I can fix her mentality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, I can fix her. I, I can That's what's trying, to- Captain Sabo. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyways, let's move on to uh, something that's really comfy. Edomai Elf, also known as Otaku Elf. I've been curious about the Japanese title. I want to I want to translate it in Nepal. Give me three seconds. So is this an anime that's just like for yeah, dudes that like autistic girls with big titties that also are elves? Uh, no, no. That, that that that's what I was thinking. Uh, it it translates as Edo style elf, which I think it makes sense. But basically, I'll read the synopsis. Takamimi Shrine as an unusual resident, Elda, an ancient elf who's obsessed with video game. The shrine's teenage attendant, uh, Koito Kogane, uh, keeps this reclusive ataku well supplied with energy drinks and junk food. Even though she loves uh, 100% her games, Elda has duties to attend to, and Kogane is bound and determined to make the Satequel fulfill them. It, it, it'll just take an offering or, or two to bribe, and we mean convince Elda to put down a new game. So basically, this does not uh, actually um, describe... Uh, it, it missed some parts of the premise. What happened is that sometimes in the past, which uh, I assume is the Edo period, uh there there was there there was some kind of um of ceremony or or or, or something they, they did a summoning 
and it summoned Elda. I mean, Elda is actually a few hundred years old. Oh, and, so and, she was alive during the Edo period. Yeah, exactly. She talks as if she knew uh, Ieyasu. You know, the, the warlord, if you've ever played <laughs> Samurai Wired. So Tokugawa Ieyasu. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I've heard she, this she, name before. She, she knew him personally. She... Did she complain that all the anime adaptations of these famous characters are full of shit? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet, but she talks a lot about the past. And we've had some interesting stuff about like ancient Japan, like how how they've had like old style refrigerator, like they, they, they will cut um, a chunk, uh, chunk of ice and put it in a box. Yeah, basically they will, they will cut a chunk of ice during the winter and then they, they will uh, have some kind of um, of storehouse and the mountains during the, the summer or in the cave or in some caves and then they will put the highs there and uh, you know like this they call actually preserve stuff so you get a bunch of interesting past information uh, from uh, from elda so th there's some actual uh, is historic interesting stuff around it and otherwise, it's also a really fucking chill slice of life about Elda being extremely fucking shy and being a fucking otaku. Also, it's really it has it has some fucking pristine uh, art style to it that it just you just want to keep screenshotting it. It's just so great. It is the kind of show that you watch at like 2 a.m. before going to bed and you just feel absolutely just pure bliss. Man, I watch ultra violent porn cartoons before going to bed. <laughs> Don't do I, that. So I can't relate. I, get, I got a coup. <laughs> but anyway, this is great. None of you have seen it, I suppose. No, no, I haven't. Didn't look, didn't look too interesting. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you're but, missing out. But I, I like immortal characters, though, so I, I might give this a shot. Oh yeah, but 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 yeah, Elda is literally the shrine god. She she, she is, she is literally like uh, treated as if uh, she's a god. I I think that the, the synopsis also missed that. But anyways, let's move on to Yusha Gashinda. In a world of monster and magic, Shishion, the local hero, is on his way to save the world from demon. Well, that was the plan until he fell into a pit dug by a sleazy villager, Toka, and died. After hiding the accident, Toka goes to bed as usual, but wakes up feeling different. Somehow he's in Shion's body, now the fate of the world is in his hand. What could go wrong? So apparently the hero had a deal with the necromancer, Henry Aysworth. And uh, whenever he died, um, she, she decided to, to make uh, the, the new villager 
the hero because well he killed the hero he must be super strong no it turns out that um, the 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 new hero toka is as a pathetic amount of magic so bad that he's basically turning into a freaking skeleton because he can't regenerate yeah i've been enjoying this one so far it got some genuine laughs out of me yeah the the main character is an absolute uh, fucking asshole. fucking loser jerk ass prick <laughs> and he's great he's great uh, J- Jones was looking forward to this. Unfortunately, this has kind of a lower budget, but not low enough to be like absolutely disgusting, like uh, yeah. Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Yeah, the animation's kind of cheap, but it it's serviceable. Yeah, it's serviceable. I, I think it's going to be great. And this is also another manga that's finished. So there's a chance that they might animate all of it. It has 202 chapters. And you know, as I just said not long ago, Ujjuali is the kind of cheaply made shows that actually tends to get the sequels. So yeah. so maybe. maybe. It also has a big titty German girl. <laughs> I... Yeah. I I really wanted to like this one, but I couldn't get into it. Maybe I only watched like two episodes. Maybe if I give it more, I'll like it. But I, I wasn't feeling it. I don't. I wasn't feeling it at the first episode. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, yeah, maybe watch the third episode. Maybe what? Okay. Oh uh, no. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I started feeling it. I think at the second episode. And I started feeling even better at the third one. So may, maybe watch more. Yeah, uh, I'll give it three episodes before I have a definitive answer on it. But what I saw, it was it was okay. It was just okay. Yeah, it's definitely derivative of Konosuba I, and other fantasy yeah, comedies. I, I do enjoy a, a, a piece of shit protagonist. I love asshole characters. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a premium asshole. So, so this might go somewhere. So, I'll, I, I might finish it. All right. So next, there's Boku no Kokoro no Yabai Yatsu, also known as the Dangers in My Heart. Uh, the synopsis: Fascinated by murder and all things macabre. Kyotaro daydreams of acting out his twisted fantasy on his unsuspecting classmate. Yeah, yeah. what the synopsis doesn't tell you is that he's an an edgelord. He's a total, yeah, he's an edgelord Chunibio. Yeah, and he has like, um, what's those knife called already? Those box cutters. Box yeah, cutter? yeah, he has a box cutter constantly on him, and he, he keeps yeah, going around. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm gonna the kill urge X. to murder, and it's like he's too much of a fucking pussy to ever do anything. Exactly. Yeah, he watches too much TV, and he thinks he's one of those hip, edgy yeah, serial killers. He, he's developed a coping mechanism because he knows he's a fucking loser. So he's like, no, at any moment I could snap and kill somebody. Yeah, it's like, it, no, you couldn't. But in reality, dog. he just hangs around the school library and spies on yeah. girls that he yeah, likes. He's, he's just like kind of a creepy weirdo. That's the reality. I, I'll finish the synopsis. But yeah, 
but an encounter with Anna Yamada, the gorgeous class idol, lights a spark in the darkness of his heart. It's a classic tale of an antisocial boy fa falling for a popular girl, but neither are who they appear to be at first glance. Will Kyotaro and Hannah defy their expectations of each other and of themselves? So yeah, so uh, the, 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 there's no chapter count, unfortunately, for the manga, so I can't tell how far it is. But uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying this so far. I wasn't sure at the beginning, but I, I, I've been really liking this. I'm not sure if it if it will end up being repetitive, but so far the episodes has not been feeling repetitive, and just in about three episodes, I feel like we've had we've had a good amount of character development already. Uh, I, I'll spoil it, but uh, Kyotaro already realized that uh, he likes uh, the girl, and uh, the the girl uh, she's pretty cute so far. She, it, she, she she she's like the popular girl, but it she it just ends up that uh, she she's kind of this uh, dumb dumb goofball. Yeah, she's kind of a spurg like him. So I I could see them having a romantic relationship later on. Uh, I just checked another website. It says there's 118 chapters. All right, all right. So it's uh, at least it's not 300. <laughs> So I'm enjoying this anime so far. It does a great job of portraying that teenage awkwardness that I remember all too well. Mm -hmm. did, did you watch it, uh, Fulmino? Yeah, I actually like it. I think it's pretty good. Um, I don't know if I can relate to that level of autism. It is interesting. Uh, but yeah, it, I never... It's a claim to have magic powers or <laughs> to yeah, be a yeah, no. secret serial killer when I'm really just a pervy spurg. But but yeah, it, see, it seems to be like advancing rather fast already in three episodes. Uh, it went from just like observing air from afar to actually somewhat starting to be involved. Uh, so it, it, it hopefully it's not going to be one of those that takes like 300 chapters to old hands or, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, hopefully. yeah. There's so far, there's no filler bullshit, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. So this one, I'm gonna keep watching. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it a lot. So all right, so I've um, I, I've I picked up a new Idol series. I have never seen Idol Master, and I was like, uh. Why not? Let's just fucking pick this up. So the the anime that killed Kentaro Miura. <laughs> not the anime, the game actually. It, it, it first started as a game, I believe. Yeah, he said in an interview in like 2009 that he played one of the video games, and then from that, everyone extrapolated that this must be the cause of <laughs> yeah, yeah, every, yeah. every berserk delay. Yeah, it became a big meme. Died of cringe. All right, so the Idol Master Cinderella Girls U149. Uh, the U149 titles refer to the aspiring idols at the center of it all. These small girls are ready, are ready to make it big, all under 
149 centimeter tall. This group of aspiring pop idol dreams of performing for thousands of idols, but with zero experience, they've got a lot of work to do. Not to mention, there's a distractingly cute prince in town. With the help of the rookie producer, who's just as short, yeah, the, the producer is a fucking manlet. Can they stay focused and make it to the top? So, so yeah, it doesn't say much, but uh, we have we have this new guy who just we have this guy who dreams of becoming a producer and this company, and he gets chosen. And then it just turns out that the the group of girl he has to manage are freaking um, elementary schoolers. They're all really young girls. And no, this is not Luke. I, I wouldn't be watching this if it was Luke. So is this about the horrors of child labor? <laughs> no, no, no. No, so I, I was thinking of uh, of dropping this from episode one. It's just that I kind of didn't care at first, but then episode two and episode three came and uh, we have some had some pretty good focus episode on a few characters, and man, the episode were actually freaking good. So I'm not dropping this yet. So th there you go. I'm watching more idol anime. Of course, of course, yes. <laughs> so all right. So let's move on to anime of the season tier. There's some really good shit here. We'll we'll start in reverse order uh, with something I've just put into uh, the anime of the season there. It's Skip to Loafer. Uh, synopsis, this country girl is ready for the big city. Well, at least she thought she was. Mitsumi's dream is to attend a prestigious school and make the world a better place. But when she finally gets to Tokyo, it turns out she isn't exactly prepared for city life. Luckily, she runs into Shima, a sweet and handsome classmate who becomes her first friend. Can she make it in Tokyo with Shima by her side? So far, it was uh, basically it was the thing recommended by, by Surfing USA, which gave which she gave a, a glowing review and a and a glowing condemnation because uh, it's pretty obvious. But uh, uh, Mitsumi's aunt is a trans character, and apparently there's going to be an arc about this. So we'll see if the arc is shit. If we ate it, or if it's actually uh, well handled, but so far, uh, ignoring that, it's been like a pretty fucking golden uh, slice of life. Yeah, I thought the actual like uh, the show was like cute and well done, and like the characters are nice, uh, and uh, it's gonna it's probably gonna be a pretty solid romance story. Um, yeah, but the training character was like, eh. <laughs> yeah, right, I, I, I don't know. We, I hope we... this isn't just gonna be more global homo shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't want some global homo shit. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe surfing US is exaggerating. Maybe it's just going to be like a small side, whatever that can be ignored. But maybe it yeah. won't. Maybe it will be well handled. Maybe it it won't and it will be just annoying. Yeah, I hope it won't. 
I hope it like, will. Like a show I liked from a couple seasons ago, um, Blue Period kind of mm-hmm. had that. It was a great show, but then they had this tranny character that was really annoying. Yeah, As they so, tend to so be. Far, so far, it, uh, it wasn't the, handled. The, the whole story for the character wasn't that bad, but it was like, I'd rather, rather not. So so far, the aunt character is not annoying, and it, 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 it's more on the side, so we'll see what will go on with this. But so far, this is pretty top tier. You have like this, this country girl who just somehow fumbles into like friendship and uh and and, well and and just the school life she she just stumble into it face first and somehow succeed it's it's been pretty great and and she ends up uh well it's kind kind of like those character uh Sorry, the, those stories where the, the character ends up like changing everyone's life for the better. And I kind of like this so far. What, what do you think, Flamilla? I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was pretty solid so far. It's really well written. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I think it's cute. All right, so nothing else to say about it. Yeah, this is a slice of life, so it's hard to sell. Yeah, there's nothing to really say about it. It's cute, so that's really what you want. I like the art style. Yeah, the art style is great, too. It's it's, it's It's pretty unique. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of some older stuff, like like maybe like like the 2000s era. I think it works. It reminds me of Kimino Todoki a lot. but um, I I think it works wonderfully for this. Yeah, it, it it's a yeah, it's like a sort of soft art style. That's the only way I could describe it. It looks like they they look like characters out of a children's book, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But all right, enough about that. Moving on, uh, we'll talk very briefly about Oshinoko because uh, we talk about the one hour twenty two minute first episode last podcast episode uh, we all fucking loved it uh, dad came into the dm uh, and he was basically i i, I don't know the, the next episode wasn't that good and and then i watched it i was like, the fuck you're talking about i love that episode so uh we'll see <laughs> well, i just didn't think that much happened in the second episode yeah yeah it, it, i mean, it, yeah. I, mean well, I mean it, it sort it, of revealed something we already knew about it, the protagonist his motivation it, it, just, it just won down from like a big arc, so give it time. But I mean, yeah, I, I like the episode. I don't, I don't know what you're going on about. Yeah, I was going to say it. It, it kind of had the same thing going that Ranking of Kings did, where they kind of like did the big thing first, and now it's kind of on the slowdown. That, that yeah, that's normal for arcs. Right. I, I'm definitely yeah. going to keep watching. I'm not writing this off yet. Yeah, same. I'm going to keep watching it, but I am worried that it might have blown its load too early. But we'll see. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, but... I, I'm, I'm positive about it because I, I actually like the episode, but the, the next episode's coming out tomorrow, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I didn't think it was yep. bad. It's just slow. It's just yep. winding down a bit. Um, yeah, 
I don't quite understand why people are raving about this to the level that they are. I, I don't think it's bad by any means. I think it's very good, but giving it like perfect scores just from the first episode alone. Eh. Yeah, the first episode was freaking great, but it's not a, not enough to make it shoot up to number six of all time on Annie list. Yeah, that that, that just what fucking happens. But anyways, yeah. let, let's move on to a, a jigu. Jigokuraku, also known as Hell's Paradise. This is fucking rad. The synopsis, Love this shit. Sorry. The, the, the end of period is, is nearing its end. Uh, Gabi Maru, a shinobi formerly known as the strongest, and Iwagakure is now a, a death row convict. Is <laughs> told that he's that he will be acquitted and set free if he can bring back the elixir of life from an island that is rumored to be the Buddhist pure land, Shukhavati, in hopes of re reuniting with his beloved wife, Gebimeru heads to island along with the executioner, Yamada Asaimon Sagiri. Upon arriving there, they encounter other death row convicts in search of the elixir of life as well as a host of unknown creatures eerie man-made statues and the hermits who rules the island can gabi Maru find the elixir of life on this mysterious island and make it back home alive so far uh, this is made by mappa by the way and uh, so far this is solid as fuck this is awesome uh, if you want uh, a good action violence and blood like that you will love this yeah this is right up my alley i, I love this like samurais with cool powers murdering each other and spilling blood and guts everywhere in interesting ways so did, but, did you watch it or are you reading the manga i watched it Nice. Kind of reminded me of a gorier Ruroni Kenshin, but that's just because of the time period. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it's very good so far. This is a fantastic action series, but there's also a overarching plot. Like, there's more to it than just fighting and killing. Uh, our protagonist is a ruthless killer, but he also wants to reunite with his wife. And I found that a fascinating plot development, and I can't wait to see how it turns yeah. out. He's like Ninja John Wick. He <laughs> just loves his wife, but he also <laughs> loves murdering people. Yeah, and I, I, I've seen the character of Yamada Saimon in other series, like uh, Blade of the Immortal and Samurai Executioner. It's probably a famous name. This happens very often in Japanese work. Yeah, these characters just, uh, these real life people just become public domain characters. It it's yeah, it's cool. Like, there's no way they'd let a woman become an executioner in real Japan, but there's so much other mystical shit going on. It's it's not even in the top ten weirdest things happening. Yeah, once magic is involved, all kind of like standard practices sort of fly out the window you know yeah you have like ninjutsu and shit yeah niggas really like set on fire and walks out of it butt ass naked like nothing happened 
And then the weirdest part is a woman with a sword? That's insane. <laughs> but but anyway. Let, yeah, let's th this shit's great. Let, let, let's move on to the final entry in my list. Something I've been really loving too. It's a Mao Shoujo Magical Destroyers. Uh, the synopsis, freedom of expression is threatened when a mysterious group, the SSC, destroyed Japan's otaku culture. However, a young revolutionary, otaku hero, who loves the culture more than anything, rises up. With the help of three rambunctious magical girls, Anarchy, Blue, and Pink, they'll team up to create a world free of this oppressive rule. Be part of the rebellion to bring back fandom. So yes, yeah, so uh, the the opening is fucking awesome. Also, the ending, uh, th this is uh, th this is pretty fucking not so far. It, it reminds me a bit of uh, Akiba Maidwar, and that it's the kind of like the the nutter weird show of this season that's about the culture in some way. Yeah, on the Fediverse, I called this a better FLCL, and someone raged out at me for <laughs> impugning the honor of a great classic. No, this oh, is. I really that. like FLCL. Now, this, this does the frantic, wacky, kind of etchy action anime bull, bullshit, just piling shit on you again and again. Every second, there's some more crazy shit going on. I think it does that better than Fooly Cooly or most anything else I've ever seen. Yes, so far it's been a fun ride and every episode has been great. And uh, this might be one of my favorite friends of the season. Yeah, or imagine if Shimonetta was twice as fast and had more violence. Did, did you watch this for me all? No, I did not see it. You'll probably, you'll probably like it. It's, uh, I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, yeah, it's, I'll it's, be the judge of if it's better than FLC. Fully Cooly is as an all-time classic. Yeah, yeah this it's... is extremely fast-paced. I like it. Just throws a bunch of characters at you right from the start. Doesn't explain shit and just has them start fighting each other and things exploding, buildings crumbling. Yeah, it's it, it's the kind of fun anime bullshit that uh, that, that I, I, I watch anime for. Yeah, and this is the way your mom perceives all anime. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, the problem is she wouldn't call it anime; she'd call it Chinese cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that was it for my list. So uh, we, we have a lot of really good shit this season, but bef but we're not done yet. So anything you guys have watched that I have not. Yes. Yeah, Go I watched ahead. one show. Wish. It was Out No Orchestra. All right. I also watched this. All right. So we have both watched this. I was going to watch it even before you recommended it to me because, yeah, it seemed right up my alley. I do love some yeah. classical music. Yeah, it's classical music and romance, so I figured Full Metal would like it. Uh, so yeah, and I did. It's really good. Also known as... The, uh, the, the, there's no English titles for this. It's Blue Orchestra. 
So, all right. So, uh, who reads the synopsis? Full oh, metal. Can you read it? I wish I had it pulled up. Just read it. Just read it, Dad. All right. Hajime Aono was a prodigy violinist until he grew jaded with playing the violin due to personal reasons. Now in his third year of middle school, he struggles to decide his academic path. One day in school, he meets Ritsuko Akine, a hot-headed novice violinist who wants to enroll in a high school with a distinguished orchestra club. When he finds himself getting closer to Ritsuko and being brought back to the world of violinists, time starts moving again for him. This is the beginning of a youthful drama where sounds and hearts alike resound in harmony. So, in which care you guys will pull, will put this? Oh, that's hard to say. Yeah, either good or great. Yeah, uh, good or great. It's only got three episodes so far, so it's kind of hard to say. But um, I really liked it. So, basically, this guy this teenager um his dad was a famous violinist and he had a big scandal because he cheated on his wife and because of that whole incident the kids like i don't want to play violin anymore like my dad fuck him he's gay and so he quits being a violinist and then he meets a girl at school who's into violin and he gets he ends up getting roped into being her violin tutor essentially mm-hmm and that revitalizes his love for classical music and the violin. And it's just the kind of their uh, their story of becoming friends and him getting back into music and going to this new high school. Like, they just graduated middle school, so they're both going to this high school and uh, th- that focuses on music. Yeah, and the girl, Ritsuko. the whole show. Yeah. Yeah, she is a Sunere, which is wrong. But uh, her... uh, not a heavy one. She's only yeah, kind no. of a bitch. Yeah, she gets unnecessarily annoyed at the protagonist at times, but it's clear she also likes him. And she goes to his house, not just for the soundproof room to practice in, but it's clear they like each other. This is definitely a romance. Also, her voice actress, her voice sounded really familiar, so I looked her up up and uh she played Eris in Mushoku Tensei. Makes sense. Yeah. It, she she sounded she sounded similar, but I didn't check to see. But yeah, that, that voice actress has like the bitchy like little girl voice down pat. Yeah, so it's a perfect fit for this character. But surprisingly yeah. I didn't hate her. No, she's not like too Sundere. She's just I wouldn't even really call her a Sundere. She's just kind of a little bit bitchy. Yeah, standard but woman behavior. Yeah, she's just a woman. <laughs> but yeah, so far there's only a few episodes and they haven't got into the the full story proper. Like They, they plan on joining an orchestra and the final episode that's out right now, episode three, like they just saw the orchestra play for the first time. Yeah, so they haven't even joined the orchestra club or whatever yet. Yeah, I wish they would have used hand-drawn animation for all of it, but... Yeah, that when, was when not you're... great. The, the CGI was not great, but it wasn't terrible either. No, but when you're drawing like, 40 people in an orchestra, all with their uniforms and individual instruments, I can understand using CG. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah, that's what they usually uh, use CG for when there's too much fucking characters on screen. But but I, the story's good. Uh, the music is good. I'm enjoying this so far. I think Mew would like it. I uh, would like a lot of things, but I think I think I think I'm done. Yeah, like, yeah your uh, your plate's pretty full. Uh, 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 <laughs> unless like you watch something that's absolutely fucking amazing, and I really gonna watch it, I I, I don't think I'm gonna put uh, anything else. Yeah, this one's not amazing, but it is good, and I'm gonna keep watching. There, there, yeah, there, there's other thing that that's being talked about. There's Yamada Kun to level nine 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 no koi wosu. It, it's a it, it's a it's a romantic comedy I think made by Madhouse that that seems to be popular. There's uh, I, I I keep hearing about uh, my home hero. Apparently that's also great. And mm-hmm. there's uh, also Surfing USA. Uh, that recommended another romance uh, uh, comedy slice of life, whatever that's uh, airing this season, which is Otonari Nigenge. But I think I've had enough of these, and I've uh, I've hit the jackpot with these so far. With the one I have, so I'm not like taking my chances unless someone else telling me uh, that that these are great. So, so maybe you guys. Might want to check these out, or maybe you might not want to check this out. I am so. I, no, I, I've actually I, already checked out uh, uh, the ones you just talked about. Oh, really? So you watch them? Yeah. I thought we were done. So sorry. Was, no, no. You guys always fucking forget about me. <laughs> this is like, how sorry. many times? Fuck you. I wasn't here. I was gonna wait until we were done talking about Ow No Orchestra. <laughs> I didn't forget you. I know. <laughs> all right, so so yeah, what's next? Time. What what's next now? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So I got a couple of uh, isekais that I dropped to talk about real quick. Uh, first of all, uh, Summon to Another World for a second time. Uh, that's an interesting premise, kind of. It's a double isekai. Guy gets isekai. Uh, beats the bad guy, goes home, and does it all over again. But it's like five years later in the future for their timeline. Uh, yeah. That's that's an interesting premise on paper. It's fucking lame as shit. It's so it, generic. They're, they're, that does like almost nothing for the story. Yeah, I've I've heard I've heard people talk about it, and nobody's impressed. Yeah, it's really upset. Well. I didn't have super high hopes for it, but I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll check that out. It sucks. It's not worth your time. <laughs> it's unfortunate. It's a good premise. Terrible execution. Don't watch it. Uh, another one that's fucking terrible. Uh, the Aristocrats' Otherworldly Adventure, Serving Gods Who Go Too Far. Just every generic isekai you've ever seen. It's just completely bland, uninteresting, uh, completely derivative. And just because something's derivative doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, but this is just like, there's nothing to it. It's just more of the same shit. If you've ever watched an isekai before, you've already seen this. Mm-hmm. Same old bullshit. All right. Another one. Uh, my one hit kill sister. It's the same thing, but for some reason, the main character's sister ends up actually being the, the main hero. She's super overpowered, and also she wants to fuck him. 
She wants to fuck her brother. <laughs> I, I wasn't, oh, great. I w- was about to say, imagine getting cucked uh, by, by your sister for, for like superpower, but... Uh, yeah, but, well, but, he yeah. gets cucked and fucked at the same time. <laughs> Thanks which is family. amazing. Yeah, it's like, wow, that's a whole new level, dude. Yeah, it, there's nothing really that interesting. Unless you're like really into sister fucking, um, there's not really much here for you. <laughs> Okay. So is this their actually the... good good stuff you've seen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it for the shitty drops. Uh, now I'm getting into the better stuff. So there actually is an isekai that I enjoyed uh, this season. Oh. It's called I Got a Cheat Skill in Another World and Became Unrivaled in the Real World too. <sighs> Terrible title. But it's pretty accurate, I guess. So... I talked about the uh, Korean, uh, I, I guess, anime. Whatever. I don't remember the Korean word for anime. The Korean anime uh, called Lookism, where it's about like a fat loser who becomes like a pretty boy. Well, he gets a body. Or he gets two bodies. He still has his fat loser body, but then he gets a pretty boy body that he can control. What well, wait, uh, the Korean is... anime? That, that That's fucking rare. Sorry, go on. So anyway, the this guy, he's just kind of like this fat, ugly dude um, who uh, one day, uh, after getting bullied for the billionth fucking time, uh, goes home and cries about it and punches his wall and then finds out there's a secret room behind it. <laughs> and he finds like a bunch of old, like a bunch of weird uh, otherworldly items in it and he finds a door to uh anime narnia i'm not joking um he goes through the door and he it leads to a completely different world and he ends up like getting special isekai powers there and uh isekai powers also means that he's not fat short and ugly anymore for some reason but it's actually kind of funny i'm not selling it super well but it's actually pretty entertaining yeah, this one also oh. sounds generic, but what makes it better than the previous one? Uh, mostly that he's just kind of like this goober. All right, he's just kind of like he's just kind of a goober, and uh, and then it, it's also it's an isekai, but also not because he's still in the real world. He can switch between the two by just going through the door. Yeah, uh, 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 older isekais were kind of like this. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but he 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 goes to like he's a high school student, so he goes to school during the day, and then after our school's over, he goes through the door and he goes to Narnia, and then uh, he I, does isekai bullshit. I I never understood teenage characters who gain superpowers and still keep going to school. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, he's actually making money off of, like, the enemies in the game. Is he bringing uh, home the, sacks the of gold yeah. and gems? Yeah, and essentially. He, 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 all the items that he gets, he can transform into Japanese yen for some fucking reason. <laughs> so he can become super loaded. And Man, the cabin school. that, the, where the, where the door is, um, it's it, like smack dab in the middle of, like, a high level, like, area. So, like, all the, 
like uh monsters with good drops are in the area <laughs> man even so, japanese students would say fuck school <laughs> it, yeah exactly it, like it reminds me of persona like how you're this teenage high school kid but you're also making a shitload of money off of going into the metaverse and killing monsters So it's like, why would you even be in school? Why not just fucking do that for money? But yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed it. It's not like the best, but I do like Isekai. It's just that a lot of them are boring. Right. This one I actually found pretty interesting. Or at not least bad. entertaining. Not bad, though. Not bad. Yeah. All right. All so, right. Is there anything else you've watched from this yes. season? I did watch My Home Hero. Yes. This is actually really interesting. Okay, so the premise is essentially this guy is just like your normal Jap salary man, right? So uh, his daughter's like college age and she lives alone. Well, not really. She has a boyfriend and he meets the boyfriend and he's this abusive piece of shit. Like, he, he, like the daughter's all battered and bruised up. And the dad's trying to investigate it, and she's being kind of a bitch about it for no reason. She's like, no, you don't understand. He loves me. Fuck you. And he's just like, what the fuck? So he goes and investigates the boyfriend, finds out he's in the Yakuza, or like some kind of Yakuza-esque organization. And uh, he ends up confronting him at her apartment and gets into a fight and beats him to death with a rice cooker. <laughs> yeah fucking metal literally caves his fucking brain in with a with a fucking rice cooker which is like holy shit that was fucking wicked yeah and now he's gotta like cover up this murder because either he's going to jail because the police are gonna send him to uh, jail for murder or the yakuza is gonna kill him because the guy that he killed this boyfriend apparently is like the son of a high-ranking member of their organization. So if they find out, he's fucked. So, yeah. So the whole show is about him trying to cover up the murder, trying to keep his family out of it as much as they can. And it just kind of devolves into like him getting more and more involved into the Yakuza situation. Because like he gets... I don't know, I don't know if I want to spoil much. But uh, I'll just say it gets it gets real Breaking Bad esque if you know that show. Oh, I gotta watch this then. Yeah, it's actually very good. And what it's, tier will you put it? I'd put it in great tier. Nice. Uh, the premise sounds a lot like that uh, that manga I read about a year ago. Talked about it on the podcast. It was called Fly Daddy Fly about a middle-aged man whose college-aged daughter is being physically abused and he becomes a boxer so he can formally beat the shit out of the abuser. Well, there was no there was nothing formal about this beating. It, yeah. It differs <laughs> yeah. there. That was episode 86 if anyone's interested. Nice. How do you just remember all that shit? Well, I guess since you I, edit it, you know I, way more about the numbers. Yeah. Mate, I looked it up while you were talking. I couldn't remember. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. But anyway, yeah, my home hero is great. You should give it a give it a watch. Did Did you watch anything else? Yes, one. I have one more. Um, I watched 
Yamada-kun to level 99. No, yeah. Literally everything I've listed. So we're we're, we're pretty fucking golden now. Yeah, right. So my love story with Yamada-kun at level 99 is actually quite good. I was surprised. I was not expecting to like it that much. Um, But it was damn solid so far. So the premise is this girl, she makes, she gets a boyfriend and uh, he gets her into video games. So she, she starts playing this MMO just to be with him, you know, cause to do it as like a couple. And, uh, but then he ends up meeting a girl online through the game and ends up like falling for her and ends up cheating on the girlfriend and leaving her for this new girl. So this girl is just like broken hearted and, pissed off and you know she doesn't really know how to handle the situation it's her first breakup from her first boyfriend so she's uh she ends up um going to this like uh convention for the mmo that they play she's gonna try to like do that thing that girls do or they try to flaunt themselves and be like, oh, you wish you could have me back, you know, that kind of bullshit. <laughs> and she just ends up making an ass of herself. And uh, she ends up running into this guy uh, that just so happens to be in the same guild that she's in. So she knows him from the game. And she's like desperately like clinging to him, like, please pretend to be my boyfriend so I don't look like a fucking loser. And he's just, like, not really into her at all. He's just like, you're fucking weird. Like, leave me alone, essentially. And But she's so desperate and so pathetic, he feels bad for her. And she bribes him with, like, a coupon thing that gives him, like, an in-game item. <laughs> and he's like, all right, fine, I'll pretend to be your boyfriend, I guess. It's, it's usually so the he, opposite. A girl says, I'm yeah. a girl, give me items. Yeah. But it, yeah she she really ends up kind of looking like a fucking loser in the whole scenario so he feels bad for her and uh he ends up spending the day with her but not really wanting to and she's just like crying about her boyfriend the whole time and he's like i want to go home (laughs) (laughs) it's really funny uh, but the, he feels some level of responsibility for her. And then she, they go to like a bar and she drinks and gets drunk. And he's only a teenager. He's in high school still. And this, this woman's like an adult. So she's getting drunk in front of this teenager. And then he has to drag her to his home because he doesn't know where she lives. And he, he doesn't really know what to do with her. So she t- he takes her to his apartment and uh, just... <laughs> He has to clean up the puke off of her and shit. And he's just like, I just want you to go home. She's like, can I make it up to you in any way? Yeah, you can make it up by leaving and not coming back. (laughs) That's nice of him. Even though in Japan, you can leave people passed out on the street and they won't get killed. Yeah, true. But you never know, right? So he's just trying to do the right thing, even though he doesn't really like her that much at first. Yeah. Uh, how much of this focuses on the game they play? Um, I would say it's about 60, 40, maybe. That, that, that's pretty like the... good be, because I'm annoyed when they do sh- some shit like this. And, and then like the game the, this is supposed to be about is not believable because there's like no focus on it. They, they, it's not like 
super important, but they are like in the game and they like they hang out at like the guild hall and shit. And they like talk about like it's only four episodes, so maybe they'll do more questing or something together. But so far it's mostly just them in the guild hall like doing shit. Um, but so the um so after all that said and done, uh, they end up running into each other more often and kind of sort of developing a friendship. And uh, she ends up sort of learning from him and he, he's learning from her because she's really socially out there and he's not. He's like this kind of shut in like gamer dude. And she's like this like pretty college girl. And they just slowly start developing a relationship from that. And it's really interesting. I enjoyed it. It was pretty funny. It actually made me laugh more than any of the other comedies this season. I actually laughed pretty fucking hard. Nice. So it's definitely pretty funny. So what what, what tier will you put it? Put it I would at? say great. Great? All right. Yeah, I'd say great. Well, uh, that's they, everything I have. Man, the hits just keep coming. This has been a great season. A crazy season. Shit. And there was still stuff I didn't even get to check out that I was kind of interested in, but fuck, there's I I have to limit myself, you know. Like like Mew said earlier, there's just like you gotta cut it off at some point because it's just not feasible to watch everything that's out now. Yeah, be, be, because if you watch too much you, you you'll probably at some point start uh, getting late even on the good shit and that, that's yeah you good. start to get burnout from it exactly i can't imagine mew getting burnt out on anime oh i, I do i do sometimes i do <laughs> how you watch yeah. thousands of them <laughs> I, I i have talked about getting burnt out after uh, uh binge watching people because I basically watched like 300 episodes that month. That was like more like 200, I think. <laughs> oh, well, it's been a good episode. Lots of good shit we covered. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's enough. Uh, for, for next episode, uh, tomorrow, I, I'm going to go see that, uh, that Spirited Away play. Oh, that'll be cool. Nice. Yes, I'll be talking about that. I also uh, rewatched Pirated Away randomly this weekend. Oh, did your oh, cool. dad want to watch it or something? No, one of my friend and I, I, I told him like we 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 can go uh, see that play, you know, and uh, he's actually coming to see it. So I actually have a ride, so I don't have to fucking. Uh, Fucking take the bus. <laughs> All right. Well, if there's nothing else, let's wrap this up. Yeah, I need to go to bed. <laughs> yep. Good episode, fellas. So come to the Fettyverse, etc. See you later. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Good night. I later. Oh <laughs>